Hey, parents. Welcome to the Wonder of Parenting podcast. My name is Tim Wright, along with Dr. Michael Gurian, and we have got a really good question today. I think it's going to stimulate a lot of conversation between Michael and me and, of course, a lot of thought for you. Uh, Before we get to the question, uh, we want to thank you so much for listening. And if you are a new listener, we're really glad to have you with us. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, you can do that at wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And you'll find several things there. Uh, there'll be a submission place where you can uh, submit a question to us, as our listener has for today. There is a place where you can join our Facebook page, where we have, uh, throughout the week, I post stuff to just keep us engaged with each other on parenting issues. Michael does a thing called uh, or the Gurian Community on Patreon. And for a $10 a month subscription, you're going to get some video clips, three video clips a month from him. You're going to get uh, access to blogs and other online materials. And we encourage you to try that out. And if you like it, great. If not, you can opt right out again. And also a link to our sponsors, and we appreciate them so much, Place of Hope, uh, the center up there in the Seattle area. And you can learn more about the great work that they are doing to help people through some of the tough times of life. So, Michael, this is a question. We actually sort of touched on it a little bit uh, in our last podcast, but we're going to spend some time on it, and it has to do with discipline. And so this comes from uh, a mom who's a fairly new mom, by the way, at least uh, with this child. Uh, I'm a new listener who enjoys your podcast. Well, we appreciate that. I'm also a new parent of a nine-month-old son. My question for you is how best to approach discipline and starting at what age? My husband's family advocates spanking, something I have trouble with because I love my son and can't imagine anyone laying a hand on him. While I certainly believe in consequences for bad behavior and reward for positive behavior, I do not want to resort to spanking if I don't have to. I know this is a controversial area of discussion, but I'd really value your insights into how to best discipline even young children, since my son will still soon be entering the toddler years and exerting his will. <laughs> For a young parent, she's pretty wise. Yeah, uh, I'd like to avoid some of the pitfalls that could be out there. Sincerely, a mother. Okay, um, let's just dive right in. Let's talk about spanking. To spank or not to spank? Yeah. Yeah, that's the core question, or a core question. Um, I wanted to say that I wrote a book called The Wonder of Boys, and in that book I do go into this in more depth and try to help people with how moral development occurs. And and uh, so if so, if anyone wants to get that book, if you're linking, thinking about these sorts of questions, The Wonder of Boys is a good one. I didn't um, – I did not spank my kids, and I th- – you and I, Tim, I believe, even on these podcasts, have talked about my childhood and why. My, I wanted to break the cycle because when I was um, a kid, there were there were not just belts used, but um, coat hangers, and you know, not not good. It was it was child abuse. And one of my siblings was who was younger than me was actually taken out of the home and by CPS and put into into foster care because of the child abuse. So I wanted to break that cycle. I was in therapy a very long time, wanted to break that cycle. So I didn't physically um, discipline my kids. I had a, however, a very deep voice, and they were uh, appropriately afraid of me in the in the good way, like what we call the fear of God, you know, which is somewhat the awe. They had that. I mean, if I said something, they knew that I would, I there, there would be no give. If I said, you cannot do A, and they did A, then they would have the consequence. 
uh, and I would use more timeouts because I didn't want to spank. Uh, Gail, my wife, uh, who had a different childhood than mine, um, she was okay with spanking, but only really probably did a total of seven or eight times. And what she meant by that, and what I think we want to mean by spanking, if people are going to spank, is no no taking the clothes off or taking them down, none of that, no weapons. We're talking about a swat on the behind, you know, a hard swat on the behind to wake the kid up. So typical case would be running across the street and cars could come, you know, that's a case in which the parent grabs the child and swats the child on the behind and says, that is very dangerous, right? And and it really imprints in the child's mind. Okay, don't do that. That was bad. Don't do that. If that's what people mean by spanking, um, and in Wonder Boys, I take that apart and help them to work through what they mean by that. If I want, if people are going to spank, which it appears from studies, ninety percent of American parents do. So if they're going to spank, then that's what would be in my mind would not qualify as child abuse. It would be quick gesture causes that instantaneous bit of pain um, and is generally associated with something that's that's potentially disastrous behavior, you know, a very dangerous behavior. Um, I would see that as, as being okay. Um, for a child this age, by the way, nine months, no. I mean, you know, there's physical discipline at nine months is not, not what you want. That's, that's way too young for it. We'd be starting to talk in the toddler years. And I would even love it if people can wait till later. But, but we know that most people spank their toddlers. So that's why I'm being very clear on what I would mean by spanking if people are going to do it. And I'm te- that's why I'm telling my story as well, that, that I didn't, my wife did, but she meant something very um, surgical about it. And it was not weaponized. Uh, and, and it did not involve that the shaming of you know taking your clothes off or pulling your pants down and being whipped with a belt which requires the child to then be moving through all of the shame and that's not really what you want to correct the behavior you want them to feel a little guilt you want them to focus on the behavior and realize that's not the right behavior uh but to give them a lifetime of shame uh, not useful and that's why we call uh that other kind of spanking child abuse this is such a as our reader or our writer says, a controversial subject, and I'm actually a little stunned at the the high numbers of parents who apparently still use spanking because there's been such a push in our culture uh, to just eliminate that completely. And you know, some people just broadly calling it child abuse, no matter how we uh, talk about it. Uh, so. For for someone like you, you're a behavioral therapist. You work with a lot of uh, parents. Um, if if they've decided they don't want to do spanking at all, uh, and what what's the best way then to discipline kids? Because we know the advantage of the spanking that you were talking about, appropriate spanking, is it connects a little bit of pain or even surprise. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's surprise. Uh, surprise yep. with a behavior that you want to eliminate. Immediately, um, so it, it's like the the running across the street. Um, you know, to to have a timeout in that moment uh, may or may not be the most effective way. Um, and what we want with discipline, of course, is for uh, it to to be in the moment so that it sears into the memory of the child. Uh, so, what are some other strategies that the parents can use that can be as effective as spanking, catch surprise? 
have a little bit of, of pain, maybe not physical, but some sort of pain attached to it. Well, yeah, I used timeouts. I used a combination of authority, you know, really holding my authority and and setting the boundaries and giving consequences, and then timeout. Um, I used that because I was among the group, right, that decided not to spank. Uh, so timeout can work really, really well. The research on on spanking. So here's the problem with the research on spanking um, is that well, there are two problems. One is what do you define it as? So referring to your point of of uh, um, some people say that any any physical touch sort of is is child abuse. Okay, I would not go down in that direction, right? I mean, if we if we say spanking is swatting a child on the behind under these circumstances, I do not consider that child abuse, and I don't really think anyone who anyone who's studying what abuse is would call that abuse. Right. But there are a lot of people who call that abuse. Right. And they have PhDs and they're smart people. So I know there's there's obviously a conversation about that. For me, abuse, so to help parents, okay, so so since we know most parents are going to spank. Oh, and to make the second point, the problem with the research on spanking is that, that it's, a lot of it's done with surveys, right? Because we're not in people's lives. So parents fill out surveys to say whether they have spanked or not. And... Um, uh, if the parents who say they've never spanked, right, some of them have, but they're saying in the survey they never have, or or they mean by spanking, I've never spanked, they mean abuse, but right. really they have grabbed the kid and swatted the kid once, right? I mean, it's very hard with surveys to figure out what's going on. And then we also, you know, we find that the majority of parents are spanking, right? Uh, if we give the definition of I've swatted them on behind once, and then that goes into the stats as having spanked, but maybe they only did it to their child once. Or maybe like Gail, they did it, she did it five or six times in their whole childhood, but it's still going to go in the stats as that child was spanked. So the, the way we study spanking is kind of flawed. And so um, so that's why I, 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 I would prefer the timeouts, um, but if there's a situation in which um, you know, spanking by my definition uh, um, is necessary, then, you know, it seems to make sense to me if we're starting with kids who are uh, older than two, you know, they're going to be between two and three. Uh, rarely, we're going to do it rarely. So if a parent is having to swat that child every other day, then we're now moved, we've now moved. It's a, it's just a repetitive um, uh, physical aggression against this child. We're probably moving into child abuse there. This spanking needs to be happening very few times, you know, um, in a year, uh, and 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 not again involving weapons or or humiliation like like that. And if that that is seems to me to work, if you don't need to do that though, um, be safe and use timeouts. Now, some people will say, you know, I've said this obviously for decades. I've been teaching this and 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 trying to get people not to spank, and certainly never to abuse, not to spank, to try timeouts. But some people will say, look, if you – with our kid, and it's usually a boy, my boy is so – he just doesn't listen. He's so defiant. He, you know, A, B, C, D. Um, timeouts are not working. Uh, so I, I spanked him the other day, and that worked. And so their experiential – you know, their experience with this child is that they tried timeouts for a year – and it wasn't changing the behavior, but they, they swatted this kid on the behind. They surprised him. They shocked him. They got him to associate punishment with the crime. 
and he stopped the behavior. Um, it's hard if they've done it within these good boundaries. It's hard for me to disagree that that was effective, even though, again, I am going to suggest people use timeouts. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Um, when I look at the word discipline, uh, too, too often, I think, in our culture, we think immediately about punishment or reward, punishment, reward, right. where the word itself is really about training and yeah. molding and shaping. Um, you know, both of us uh, coming from a background that, that um, utilizes the Old Testament, there's that great verse in Proverbs, train up a child. Uh, and that's really what discipline means. Um, so maybe it would be helpful for us, at, before we talk about forms of discipline, to just get a broader perspective. The whole purpose of discipline is to do what, in your mind? Well, I think discipline, I think coming from the word disciple, or yep. from the same root as disciple, I, I think this is why I think parental authority is important. The We're wanting our child to be a disciple of... Um, uh, not, not not narcissistically of us, quote unquote. Even though when the child is young, the child really is our disciple, right? Because we're we're the, what the child knows. Um, but more than sort of us narcissistically liking the fact that the child worships us, it's really about the child being a disciple of what is good, of what is you know right, of of what is moral. Uh, what is appropriate? All of those words. We, we're making a child a disciple of that, and the child. Um, we provide those expectations to the child, and we uh, require the child to meet those expectations. And a lot of that child's discipleship or meeting those expectations or learning self-discipline comes from modeling self-discipline off us. So the child watches us be self-disciplined, and the child becomes self-disciplined. So modeling is huge, a huge part of this. And then also from reward and punishment, there's no doubt those matter. Um, uh, and then from holding to authority, so being a discipline to people in authority and being driven internally to want to please authority, right? And so therefore to act appropriately because authority has set this up as being appropriate. And um, so if we model good discipline, uh, good self-discipline, that's going to help a lot. And a, a way to, for people to think about this is, is just sort of at a minute level. If I never use my cell phone at dinner, my children will not use their cell phones at, at dinner, right? right? They'll they will model after me. But if I use my cell phone at dinner, my children will use their cell phones at dinner, and it's it's just like that. Um, so, so a lot of it is accomplished by us holding our our um, uh, some self discipline ourselves, and that doesn't mean we don't get angry 
self-discipline is not about not getting angry. Everyone's going to get angry. And in fact, kids need us to get angry at them sometimes. That's fine. But um, but they'll see that even that is within the realm of self-discipline. And so they will go, wow, if I made him that angry, I must have really done something wrong. Right. I don't want to do that anymore, you know. Um, so that self-discipline and modeling that is crucial in us. And then, um, and then sometimes we will intervene with timeouts, and we'll interview, and some people will intervene with, with I, ho- I hope spanking that's on the mild side, not abuse. Uh, and um, and if we do these things, you know, we have the highest likelihood of. Ha- oh, and then reward and punishment. Sometimes we punish, and often we give rewards. Um, and we should absolutely give rewards when child, children act with self-discipline. We shouldn't overdo it because we should just expect self-discipline from them. You know, right? It's just part of you're a good kid. We should expect that. We don't have to reward it every time. But if there's something we've been working with them on, like, uh, like example of pulling on the cat's tail that we had previously in a wonderful question, and we've said, okay, we're going to work on this. You can no longer pull on this cat's tail, and then. Then the son does it, or the daughter does it, and they stop pulling on the cat's tail. That's we've worked on that for a month. That we can give a reward for, right? There's yep. the reward between the difference between giving a reward for something that's been this repetitive pattern we're trying to break, or or giving a reward for everything. That's not going to create self discipline. So so reward and punishment is is part of it as well. Those I think are the three things to look at. Yeah, and I, I, again, what we're trying to do here is to teach our children through leadership, through modeling. Uh, through the, the uh, putting values into them, uh, we're, we're trying to lead them to be good boys, good girls, good men, good women. And, uh, and so there are a lot of things in our arsenal for that uh, besides just punishment and reward. Uh, and as you mentioned, modeling uh, our lives and, and having family conversations about important values, which I know that you did yeah. often with your, your daughters. Yep. Uh, that's all a part of discipline. Uh, I do want to say one more thing about spanking uh, and then uh, move a bit more specifically to her question. Um, there are many in our our, uh, our audience who come from faith backgrounds, and there is a, a verse in the Old Testament that says, spare the rod, spoil the child. And uh, I have heard too often uh, pastors in particular use that to say, yes, you need to use spanking. Um, and my response to that kind of verse would be twofold. Number one, if that is indeed what it's saying, I think we have to step back and say that was a very, very different culture and world, and they didn't know all the stuff that we know today. And so we need to be uh, a bit more uh, nuanced in our understanding of what that verse says, which is exactly what you're trying to say. But number two, um, in the Old Testament, uh, there's this great psalm, Psalm 23, about the, the Lord being the shepherd and the rod and staff. And when sheep would get uh, off the path, if the sheep would fall off a path, they would use the crook, the shepherd's staff, to lift the sheep back on. They would use the rod not to hit or spank, but just to guidely tap, uh, gently tap on the shoulders to keep them on the straight and narrow. And so when I read a verse that says, spare the rod, spoil the child, what I take it to mean is not, you know, spank them, but let's gently tap them on their shoulders so that they stay on the path. And if that's helpful for some of you uh, folks in faith traditions trying to work through some of that stuff, I think that's a better understanding of the word rod uh, than an instrument for spanking. And um, so I'm with you on, on you know, yeah. when you're talking about spanking within the confines of just a moment, it's a swat, it's not, it's not ongoing, it's once. Um, 
then then I think that there's some some great wisdom in that for parents. Now, there's two issues I want to tease out with this particular question. And the first has to do, and you and Gail, I think, had to navigate that. Uh, her husband's family uh, advocates spanking. She does not. So, so what would you say to her and to her husband uh, as their child now starts to uh, get older about how they're going to navigate that together? Yeah. Well, if they're if they're advocating spanking for a nine month old, then then there's no question that that you know it's a, that's a zero. Like their advocacy means zero right now. You can't you don't spank a nine month old. So that's if if someone spanks that nine month old, they're going to go to prison, right? So so let's let's I think I think that's number one to say. So then uh, we want to say, okay, when is it you are advocating for spanking? At what age? It would be the next question. Uh, why? You know, have a big family conversation. Why? Um, what they're going to say is, well, look how well it worked for so-and-so, which which we have to think about and hear and try to understand. Um, and, and then what do you mean by spanking? And then at what point does spanking um, enter the equation? Do, are, are you, this, this person we're talking to, this interlocutor who is a family member, are you thinking you spank first or are you thinking – you know, you spank once a year. Uh, are you thinking you spank first, or are you thinking we're going to redirect the behavior first? And then, if redirection doesn't work, we're going to do timeout. And then, if timeout doesn't work, we're going to expand the timeout. You know, um, or we're going to take away privileges. And and if none of that works, and it's a repetitive pattern that's really dangerous for the the life of this child or development of this child, then we're going to spank. Is that what you mean? You know, so it has to be, I think, really this careful discussion about when it fits developmentally, um, uh, uh, where whether it's the last resort or first resort, right? Where it fits in that pattern, um, and then uh, the, the sort of deep deep discussion has to happen around anger around even rage are you are you going to be advocating for spanking while the parent is really angry because research is pretty clear that when someone hits a child when they're angry you know that's moving pretty much toward abuse it's not it's not going to be one swat on the behind that's probably going to be worse and so the mood of the parent um you know taking counting to 10 taking deep breaths walking away for you know, three or four minutes to calm down before you provide the discipline um, is going to be really important. And spanking makes us talk about that in an even bigger way because if you get really, really angry, which every adult gets angry with their children, but if you get really angry and, um, you know, you yell at a child, okay, you yelled at the child, not pleasant, but you yelled at the child. That's different than getting really angry and having carte blanche to spank and picking something up and hitting that child, you know, and then that becomes abuse. So this, I think all of those questions have to be discussed in that family system. And um, hopefully, if, if, you know, especially if you have two parents, one of whom is very into spanking and one of whom never wants to spank, so they're going to have to find a compromise. So hopefully they can find the compromise of, okay, we're only going to, you know, only spank one or two or three times a year or something like that. It's only going to look like this, a swat on the behind. It's not going to be done in anger, and it's going to be last resort, not first resort. We're going to try redirection timeouts, taking away privileges. We're going to try all those first. Um, and with a nine-month-old, we don't need to really do any of that. If the nine-month-old does something that we don't like, we just pick up the nine-month-old, hold that child or put the child in the high chair you know, for a minute or two minutes. That is all we need to do with that child. There's, you know, we don't even even discuss this. I want to reiterate until the kids get older.
Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. I'm guessing that there are a lot of parents who have littler children, that they wouldn't even think of spanking. Uh, they're maybe sitting in their high chair, and they pick up a wad of food, and they throw it. And mom or dad reach over and just kind of swat their hand a little bit. Is that spanking? Oh, yeah. Well, no. I, that's that's a form of touch attachment. Okay. You know, and that I think that's the difficulty with the folks you were talking about who, who for, for good reasons, you know, are saying anything is spanking, you know. What they're, what they're not realizing is that touch attachment is such an organic part of of mother child, father child, grandfather child. You know that touch attachment is such a part of a, an important part of attachment. And sometimes touch is aggressive. Uh, it's not violent. It's just aggressive. So um, uh, you, we study all species and we see it. We see among uh, other mammals. You know, if they don't like something a child has done, like whales will hit their head against their little baby whale, you know, bop, hit their head, and the baby whale will go, oops, okay, that was a form of touch attachment. We see it among, obviously, all the the uh, monkeys, gorillas, et cetera, where, they, where they'll swat the hand, just like human beings do, when they do something they don't, that isn't good for them, that, that, that's dangerous, that they don't like, um, to teach discipline. And so they, so I see that as a form of touch attachment. And to not see it as a form of touch attachment, I think, puts the expert or the academic or the psychologist who, who says it's spanking, it puts that person into a bubble that's so far away from human experience that it's not a tenable, it's not a tenable expertise to bring to people, you know, to say, well, any of that kind of, even that touch attachment that has a little bit of aggression to it. Remember, it's not violence. It's just a little bit aggressive. That even that is spanking. If we do that, I think we just put ourselves in some unrealistic realm that doesn't fit human experience and human nature. The reason why we put this podcast together to begin with is because we both parented children, so we're still parents. I'm a grandparent now. And we have experienced through our own life situations that parenting is a wonder-filled adventure, but it is not necessarily always an easy adventure. And uh, what we hope is that through these podcasts— that we're, we're helping you to think through a vision for the life of your child. And uh, what are the things that you want your child to know? And what kind of child do you want, uh, what kind of person do you want your child to be as they grow? So that you can begin, even at an early age, to begin to instill those values and uh, those things that you believe in and that vision, and then to use a variety of ways to get at that, that mold and shape your child. That's really what discipline is. And a part of that is certainly going to be times when we have to punish, give timeouts, take away the driver's license, take away the cell phone, uh, and um, sometimes it'll be reward. Why wow, you've done a great job, and and uh, here's uh, here's a gift certificate. I want you to go out and have fun with your friends, whatever it might be. But again, the whole point is to say, here's my son, here's my daughter. I have this sacred call to raise him, to raise her, to be a good, strong, healthy adult. And these are the tools available. So we hope you'll keep listening. 
and uh, and and keep uh, sending us these great questions. We really appreciate this one, and um, this is this is a, a good one that many parents are going to continue to struggle with. Um, and I, I love this thing about anger. Um, you know, one of the things that I learned when I was a young dad was never discipline when you're angry. But of course, when you've got that moment where your son's about to touch the hot stove or run into the street and get run over by a car. Um, you're maybe not disciplining out of anger, but you're surely disciplining out of a, a huge adrenaline surge, and uh, and sometimes we just we do things that that uh, maybe in hindsight we might regret, but if we don't repeat the pattern, I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And it's fear, really, in those situations you described. I think we're just so scared. Yep. You know, like yep. touching the hot stove. It's it, we're so scared, and it may look to our child like anger, but yep. but we're really scared. It's, it, yeah, it's it's you know grabbing their arm, and and they're just you know almost like it's coming out of their socket. But you're just so much adrenaline and fear, right. uh, and and it's it's an act of love. It's an act of love when we have those moments. But those aren't most of our moments. Most of our moments are those everyday things where we see behaviors that we don't necessarily want our kids to grow up with, and then how do we handle them? So we just say keep on listening and check out Wonder of Boys. That was the book, right? Yeah, Wonder of Boys has a lot on this. Yeah, and you can get that on Amazon. Very practical book. Well, we appreciate uh, your listening. Michael, thank you so much once again for all your insight. Uh, Thank you, Tim. I'm glad you brought this up, and I really applaud our listeners the amazing questions you all send. You are you are in the trenches, and we are in the trenches with you. Yes, well said. Well, we look forward to being with you all again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.